The final piece in Opus 31 is the E-flat major sonata. It's the only one in four movements. And it's the last time that Beethoven would ever write a sonata in four movements. Uh, it's a wonderful composition, very difficult to characterize, but if I would call the G major sonata funny and, and comical and the D minor dark and dramatic, then this is very, very tender and very lyrical with humorous undertones. Again, what a funny way to start a sonata. It's not, again, it starts on a, on a five, six chord of a subdominant. It's not on the tonic, so we are in E flat. Uh, and it starts with a repeated question. In German, I would say, Liebst du mich? Do you love me? Yeah? Liebst du mich? And then keeps asking, asking, and the, and the answer is not coming. <laughs> Another question. And here comes uh, half an answer. It's a feminine cadence. Uh, so we have melodically a theme with this falling fifths. Yes. Um, but we should concentrate on, on the rhythm in this sonata. Uh, the rhythm as a main component. And this is... So three crotchets and the dotted minimum, so... And then... And the answer is also in that rhythm. Question mark six four chord and he... at least here we have a feeling of homecoming and the movement goes on. This, this main rhythm, it goes through the whole movement. So, now it's in the minor key again. And here's the different 
instrumental groups. Beethoven always thinks orchestrally. You have strings and winds. Now the winds. theme and very vocal very cantabile very singing and again you have the rhythm varied from the beginning but it's still recognizable uh, now comes a virtuoso flourish but it's organic it's not like in the first sonata that I played comes a variation of the second theme. It's very beautiful music. Now comes the next theme. He changes the meter. It, it, the music goes against the bar line because we are in a movement one, two, three, one, two, three, and now we have one, two, one, two, one, two, full of these hemiolas, which is not a disease. thought of the exposition. And even this, the accompaniment says, so he is consistent. Uh, um, the development. Now it gets a little darker. Teacup. It's not going to be too, too heavy. Now this is wonderful what he does here. Again, this motive of the it goes into the bass section, which is actually too heavy to articulate such, such a gracious motive, but he tries very hard. We have the Mannheim rockets here. Dissonant. 
without noticing we are we are back to the harmony of the beginning and very simply and naturally he smuggles back this first theme so that's the first movement in in a nutshell the second movement is on the subdominant in A flat and it's a wonderfully funny movement it's a scherzo and it's very humorous it has this semi-quaver accompaniment in the left hand which I feel like it should be played by a bassoon And above that, we have the chorale with very subtle sforzandi. And then this unison with the, with the poses, with the rests. Rest is a is a dramatic moment and it, it can be also very humorous. It's a little retard, like it's like a composed memory slip. You forgot what's coming. I don't know. And then we found it again. Sudden fortissimo. Again. <laughs> it's a, it's a, after pianissimo, fortissimo. It's, it's a huge shock. Must have been in Beethoven's time. It's even very shocking today. Uh, and with this, he takes it in a new direction. very sharply articulated staccati pa, 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 which is natural for the woodwinds that's why I'm talking about the bassoon but oboes can do this very well uh, pianos less well so you have to work on it uh, and it's, all, it's very important to have the, the semi-quavers against the semi-demi-hemi-quavers or whatever they are uh, Then this 
goes into the development and the recapitulation, so it's, it's a symphonic scherzo movement in sonata form. This sonata does not have a slow movement, but a minuetto, minuetto grazioso, which is very gracious and very elegant. It's a rococo movement. example of Beethoven, the great melodist. We tend, we tend to forget what a great melodist he was when he wanted to be. Uh, the trio of this minuet Saint-Saëns loved this sonata and he wrote a set of variations for two pianos on this theme. Then after the trio the main part returns and then there is a coda Calando Calando means to die away, getting softer, but also a tiny little bit slower. And now comes, maybe Czerny made a mistake and he thought of this sonata, because this is a gallop. <laughs> Presto con fuoco, with fire. eight time and it's very very fast and it's a wonderfully positive gallop it's a, again it serves as a model for Schubert C minor sonata but where in Schubert to me that is obviously a, a dance of death a totentanz in Beethoven this couldn't be more different and the French call this sonata la chasse, the hunt, because of these hunting motives. You hear the hunting horns and trumpets. Um, then... Extroverted and, and uh, uh, cheerful sonatas of Beethoven. So, also, it is not as revolutionary as number two, but it does not 
want to be. So when Beethoven wrote about the new way of writing, I think he was mostly thinking about the D minor sonata.